On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Japanese Spider-Man gets big and fights a monster at the end of every episode, if Wolverine's ex-girlfriend turned into a knife-handed psycho, and if being overinvested is a good thing when Cassie sits down with the girls of the Overinvested Podcast. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. Um, the host today, vibe I'm bringing, in case you guys want to know, it's just real casual, real chill, because it's a very chill, cool, casual episode. Um, I've got some friends joining me for this casual kickback. Um, I'll introduce them. Here with me, as always, is Ryan. What is your normal vibe? Um, I would say uptight. Um, yeah. a monster, mm-hmm. rude, rude, violent. Yeah. And this one, kickback, casual, chill. I'm in a Hawaiian shirt, flippy floppies. I'm here just for a good time. You're shaking your bum. You're climbing up walls. Yeah. Um, we also, of course, got Mike. Okay. Last week you told me I wasn't dressed formally enough and it hit me. So I'm in a full three piece suit. Did, I wish Mike, I had known it was casual Saturday. I told you casual. What did you, what did, what did you get from that email that I sent? I d- was too afraid to read it, so I just deleted it. <laughs> well, you'll be hearing about this later. Um, if you want to go ahead, if oh, you could God. cut off the three-piece suit, like make it into shorts at the very least, and yeah, rip I'll off the sleeves. Rip the sleeves. Uh, ACDC style? Pants. She didn't say bring a three-piece suit. She said bring a three-piece chicken meal for her. Oh, I saw three-piece in the preview text and then stopped. <laughs> and you assumed suit? You got to read the article, yeah. bro. Got to read it all. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, we also got Unnatural 20s. Caitlin back for another episode? Yes, it's me. And of course, always <laughs> calm. Always calm. <laughs> Gotta keep it calm. Gotta, can't can't hey. like ever not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you come in like a witch, that's how you know you're going to be bringing <laughs> <laughs> the calm vibes. Yes. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this is a kickback episode because we are only reviewing, again, Japanese Spider-Man, and we're back to X-Men. But um, I don't know if you noticed, that's only two shows we're recording, and there's four of us on this show. Um, so I don't think we need all four of us on this show. Uh-oh. Ow. <laughs> it just seems like there's the list, and the board told me to kick back on some people, like, trim it a bit, you know? So um, if you guys just want to make a case right now, like one of us needs to be kicked off. So um, if each of you can make a case as to why you think you should stay here. Can we just fight to the death? Will that just be easier? Listen, I know you always want to fight because you know you could take them, but we're going to have to use, you're going to have to use reason in this one. I'm so oh, sorry. No. <laughs> well, usually these cuts come to save money and somebody makes three times as much as all of us. So mm-hmm. Cassie... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it can't be me. Bye-bye. Listen, it can't yeah. be. It's between you three. Like, I'm set in this. If there's no host, if there's no Unless one Unless we all vote. <laughs> no, I, see, I'm Nobody's ever ha- tried a Democratic podcast where there's no host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, if Cassie definitely has to stay, then I have started my making my case uh, off on the wrong foot by yeah. suggesting <laughs> she should go. Yeah, you did tell me that, like, I am the one to be cut, so not going great there. Mike, what do you got? Why should you stay? Well, yeah, I mean, w- when you listen back at the show, everybody's like, well, Mike is 
he's so good at talking about the things to the the people because what the, you the, <laughs> I bring the history of Spider Man and bye bye. <laughs> well, all <Shit>. right, <laughs> Caitlin. Uh, the bar is low. Okay, uh, this is your time to shine. Uh, you got this. Okay. Okay. Why should you stay? Um, uh, I just got here. And it's been really cool. It was hard to park. It was really hard. <laughs> I really can't leave anyways. Okay. So like, uh-huh. even if you kick me off, I'm still going to be here. Okay. So I think just by default, like, I'm like a stinky fart. You just got to let me stay until I leave. Okay. So your argument is you literally don't know how to walk out a door? Yeah. You have to, you have to let it linger. That's me. <laughs> Pretty solid argument. Thank and you. Ryan, do you want a chance at redemption here? Or? I know. I said what I needed to say. <laughs> That is bold. <laughs> you well, all right. I, I think it's going to come down to Mike. I'm so sorry. Um, you're not needed this episode. You can go take a nap, big guy. We'll see you later. Uh, bye, Mike. Actually, Caitlin, can you do an impression of Mike, and we'll bye. see if we can uh, just replace that. <laughs> there we go. We got you. So that's going to be the Mike who's going to be on this episode. <laughs> and, you, sound like, uh, <laughs> you sound like Link from Legend of Zelda. Just trying to roll. G- do you guys want any snacks before I leave? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Please bring in some snacks, please. Like a baked yeah. Alaska. Ooh. I got one in my trunk. <laughs> you, you're going to serve us trunk baked Alaska? <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. Cassie, I'll Mike. take it. <laughs> I was saving it for a special occasion. Mike. I bought it before COVID. <laughs> if there was any reason that you were questioning why you were the one voted off, this is why. This is your natural state. Because my snack game? Your snack game is Because your trunk zerts. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, um, it does have to be Mike. I got to stay because I have an interview later with the girls of the Overinvested Pod. So of course I have to stay. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but first off, let's go talk t- about Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, it's time for Japanese Spider-Man. Uh, this week we chose four, three episodes that we all wanted to watch. Um, first one I'm starting off is episode seven. So I'm actually not going to leave because I realized I'm the one with the fucking paragraph and power here. You know what? So I'll at least stay for this episode. Okay, I'll allow it. In the seventh episode of Japanese Spider-Man, titled The Ferocious Hit Song, Sing and Dance to the Murder Rock, Kobayashi Kotaru and the BB-5 launch their ode to Spider-Man and his little shaking bum and it sweeps the nation. Deciding to use his own song against Spider-Man, Professor Monster replaces the BB-5 with cyborgs who sing a version of the song with a high-pitched frequency that hurts spider brains. There's also a scientist working on a project that can find the Iron Cross Army and a machine bem who shoots spikes out of his forehead, but who cares because Spider-Man Boogie. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. How does Spider-Man Boogie land in the pantheon of superhero songs? I mean, even just Spider-Man alone has like six of those. And yeah. I would say the first time I heard the song, I it was number one. And then... Yeah. Much like how it drives Spider-Man crazy. They, th- how many times is this song in this episode? It played so many times. <laughs> like 10 times at the very least. They had somebody create this song and they signed it. It was like in their contract. Like you have to play it at least 15 times if I'm going to write this song. I, I, it's, it's also important it's to point such out a groove. that Mike wasn't just being a weirdo when he talked about Spider-Bum. The first <laughs> line of the song to describe what Spider-Man does is shaking his bum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the only mention of his bum in that song. They bring it back (laughs) again. (laughs) It did feel bold to throw in another song when the intro banged so hard. Like, it seemed like they really killed it with the intro, and for them to go for another one felt bold. Uh, What I love is that he starts the song with the same pose. The singer, he always (laughs) is, like, reaching out towards the audience. Like, he's like, you will 
reach towards me, I will reach towards you, and together we will create Spider-Man's little bum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess does this have something to say about the price of fame and how maybe when you become ubiquitous, it will destroy you, your mind? Yeah, and some people won't like you, and that's Takuya smashes the record he wakes up to when his sister and brother are dancing to the record. He home. drops it on the ground, Mike. Nothing <laughs> smashes. It actually lands perfectly intact. <laughs> he was In just my head, making he a, broke it. He was <laughs> just making a point. <laughs> I, uh, it drives Spider-Man to a point that he shoots a bunch of bad guys dead with his machine gun car, which I don't know if I've seen him do that yet. Yeah, and you got to see all the pieces of them fly around everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Don't fucking make a song about me or I will shoot some mofo. There was, there was a cyborg arm and leg and torso. It was fun. I like that. <laughs> but classic kid stuff where if you're going to myrtleize bad guys, they have to be cyborgs because we can't have yes. actual limbs come off. Yeah. That that shows up again, and uh, we're talking about X-Men later, and that also lets us know that if they're cyborgs, you can just kill them and feel fine. Under yeah, <laughs> uh, that happened in the Canadian episode from the second season, where Wolverine's like, they're cyborgs? Shit! And they just... <laughs> oh, man! Crazy. <laughs> Do you know what I didn't... So, uh, Takuya's girlfriend wants to get pictures of the band, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're blowing up. They're the new Spider Beatles. And she's like, let's go. He doesn't say I have a headache. Like he's already like bands suck, music's dumb. And then when he runs out, he's like, "It's because I have a headache." If he had just told the truth at the beginning, like he should in a relationship, she wouldn't have felt like he was abandoning her at her job slash date. Does she still not know that he's Spider Man? Yeah, I don't think in episode mm-hmm. seven she knows. Yeah, no, because later on they like roast him for being like a big weak boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does this is still hidden and uh i don't know how it's hidden because he's such a bad liar like you said like there was there's always excuses as to like that he could pull but he never does he just like pouts with the power of the spider boogie and that plot line and amazonas needs to find a venue and it shows how hard it is to book <laughs> bands in this town in this day and age uh what do you guys think about the like the nor- quote-unquote normal plot line with the iron cross army and the scientists and machine bem I gotta tell Does you, that dude. Like, ring a bell at all anymore? No, like, because <laughs> yeah. I watched a bunch of episodes since then, and even if I didn't, even if this is the only thing we watched this week, um, I'm at the point now where, and I think that the episodes that we're talking about like get better and better at this. But I'm at the point now mm-hmm. where I'm looking for what is different about each episode mm-hmm. and not what is exactly the same. So, like, if you had said there was no machine bem, I wouldn't have believed you because that's impossible. Like they all There's have to have. <laughs> but I don't. I couldn't tell you that it was. Uh, I remember now. It's the crab guy with darts shot, that shoot up. Yeah, yeah. but I couldn't have. He if you had said anything, he shot a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the guy's a like, monster. You see blood. Yeah, <laughs> was, they full on kill that band. It was pretty gnarly. They definitely killed that band. <laughs> and it's just metal sticks. Like it's gotta hurt because I think they're blunt. It's just he shoots them so hard they push through you. <laughs> Still, compared to the monster, they are kind of thin and small. I, I always think uh, just stomp on people, monster. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird to be like, all right, it's gonna be a crab man. So he's gonna claw people to death. No, <laughs> he has three little holes between his eyes, and they shoot metal spikes. <laughs> okay, okay. But he did kill the main singer of the band with his like tiny pinchy claws when he was like yes. action figure sized. <laughs> yeah, oh he yeah, he did. <laughs> he murdered when he was action figure size. I thought that was something different. <laughs> I, I love that some of them start off 
four inches tall. And then they're like, don't worry, I will be four stories tall by the end of this episode. Yeah, it's like they got the budget just a little, like four times in a season to show them small and then make them big as well. So It's really expensive to show them small. (laughs) It's so hard to show them small. Were we given a definition of that term? Because I didn't know if it was like a common term, but I just looked it up and Machine Bem is specific to Spider-Man. No, uh, at a certain point, they just being like, I'm Machine Bem shoots through head and nobody goes, excuse me, what? (laughs) <laughs> what is a machine bem? Like, machine bem, and most of them don't look like machines. No. Nor bems. And yeah, they're always normal animals, but, you know, like, yeah. they're, there's always, like, darts coming out of a face. For, <laughs> yeah, for a while, normal animals, but I would say later, or no, last week we did the spider gang, right? Or is that this week? That's this week. This week. Okay, then never mind, but eventually they start to get weirder. Spoiler. Spoiler. But yeah, this one does end in our normal, obviously, big monster fight and Marvel are coming in. I can't remember if it has Sword of Valor. I'm assuming it does. It does. <laughs> Confirmed. Are. It does. Um, it was a banger of an episode, though. I did enjoy this one. Um, I'm going to move on to episode 13, if I have your permission, Mike. Now that you're here staying, I feel like I just need to check in with you. Um, can I move on to episode 13? I'll allow it. Cool. All right. In the 13th episode, Professor Monster and Amazonus are on a mission to find a man who does not fear death so they can genetically modify him into a chameleon. This fearless man ends up being Maceo, who is the head of the school group Biker Gang, and he's here to play video games and disrespect dads. Taste buds, (laughs) the opening of the chameleon transformation and Professor Monster hunting out people in a hearse. When you saw this, how excited were you? Holy shit. The best moment of any (laughs) episode ever. Is it cuts to inside the professor's ride, and he's sitting at a little table with a little vase with a little rose in it, and that's how he fucking drives around. It's a vase and a rose, a chilled bottle of red wine. Red wine. So that's already uncouth. <laughs> and he is sitting there not enjoying his life of luxury. He's like all no. cooped up, and he's like, no. Yeah. My favorite is like, he's like, well, it's time for me to do my thing, and then it cuts to him, and it's just like his hobby. Like, it's his relaxing time, because he is there with a rose and wine, just scoping out people, trying to find some people. Didn't he say, like, I like to be a hearse? Like, when I become Machine Bem, I'm a hearse? Is that something that he said, or did I read that really wrong? I cannot confirm, but I feel like hearse would be his spirit. I think he said when he rolls around, he likes a hearse, because it reminds people of death. Because that's a real tough, scary thing to say. (laughs) And his hearse has like a roof on it. Mm -hmm. It's not a normal hearse. Wait, do you think hearses are convertibles? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it looked like a house roof on top of the hearse. It should have been like the Pope Mobile. Like he should, we should be able to see him from it. Still sitting at the table, though. <laughs> yeah, still <laughs> swirling the rosé. Jealous. Uh, I love one. One of the early lines is so he's playing with his chameleon, and Amazon says, "I assume this is a chameleon sent from our South American branch," which is the first hint I think that they have an international it's franchise yeah. going Branches. on. It's like Cobra. It's global. Um, it. That chameleon thing made sure that we knew that a machine bem was coming if we didn't before. But I got yeah. a little excited because I thought, what if the bad guy, what if the big bad was just a spider gang or a, like a yeah. biker gang? And that's who Spider-Man had to fight. Or that's who the – and he fought them as the giant monster with the sword and just wiped out the biker <laughs> gang as easily as possible. <laughs> Their name – it is confusing. They're called the Skull Gang. All the leathers have cobras on them. Yes, that's why I had to check the name of the biker gang so many times because I was like, those are cobras. Well, <laughs> with a show with a villain called Professor Monster, I think you just combine the scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> what would you not like to run into? Cobra? No, skull. Of course. <laughs> um, 
we do have we when we get introduced to the skull gang though they are um out on their bikes causing chaos around the hearse and then after that they decide they have to roll up to an arcade and i don't know why the arcade scene is where they were like this will get the kids to see that they're bad because they push like children out of the way of games i don't know where they were going with this that's how i learned how to play arcade games by getting pushed around shove the kid out of the way shove the kid (laughs) turn him upside down shake him for quarters Um, but this is when we also, so we see the spiker gang and, um, there's one leader to it. And, and this one, I do like that we get the background on him and see that he is a terrible son and his dad is just the saddest man yeah. who constantly falls down like Jean Grey. Like he just, <laughs> all he can do is fall. This poor man. Well, I love that, that, uh, Takuya is getting pushed, pushed around in his civilian gear mm. and this old man tries to interfere and get shoved to the ground before the dude realizes it's his dad and that doesn't make him apologetic yeah, <laughs> he's no. just like good fuck you dad <laughs> yeah. like, two for one great you both are nerds and it was it was a uh, i think the first time as far as we know where we go back to father and uncle ben you know and yeah. he gets to share a moment uh sometimes american spider-man thinks about uncle ben i don't know if you guys knew that mm. um japanese spider-man does it less but that's what they bond over and it gave us yeah. a lot of takuya time as opposed yeah. to spider-man time yeah, yeah, we gave a lot of like they really let you know when he is reflecting on his dad because we got a full like he's staring at the picture of his dad and it flashes back to like his scene, the one scene of him, two scenes of him, him looking at them playing with a motorcycle inside a house and then also oh dying by a fountain or by a river. It, I thought his dad was going to come into that room and yell at him because there was smoke from his yeah. motorcycle uh, inside the living room. His dad was just like, I'm sorry I'm not around more. <laughs> like, <laughs> a little kid lives yell in at your house. kid. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's sorry that he can't go see the race, and that's it. Was it too much when Takuya was staring at the photo for like minutes and then tons of flashbacks, and then he took the photo and looked at us looked into the camera at us and then showed us the picture and then pointed at the picture. <laughs> In case we weren't getting it. He was like, dad. And then whispered flashback. <laughs> this is my dad. Um, was it too, ma- too much when we saw Maceo return like the prodigal son just in time for dinner, uh, but only to push his dad down again and take his money? Yeah. <laughs> like a full bully. I mean, even He's if this... a full bully. Even if this kid was reformed, at this point it's in-state. Yeah. So it's like, shove him down and then say, Merry Christmas, here's your present. <laughs> He's a he's a bad he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude, but he does not fear death, so that is why he is the chosen one to be transformed into a chameleon. And when we get the reveal of Chameleon Machine Bim, uh it's beautiful. <laughs> I did expect it to be like he does turn into just a full chameleon, and I was expecting more half man, half chameleon, but that's on me. Well, he's a chameleon in a leather jacket, right? Doesn't he, he keep does, his biker leathers? Of course he keeps his biker leathers, of course. <laughs> But um, that's when we do get, we see that chameleon monster has a special power of slime. And I didn't know chameleons had this. But it is just a thick goose that comes from his mouth. Look, don't, just because a machine bem has a power doesn't mean the real animal did. Because crabs do not shoot metal spikes out of their foreheads. True. Cassie, so don't true. go to your next zoologist test and say chameleons shoot slime because <laughs> I saw it in Japanese Spider-Man. Shit, you have one of those coming up in like three days, right? I know. Thank God Mike was here for that tip. Um, but yeah, this episode mainly gives us the new motivation for Spider-Man, which is to be motivated by parents' love. And then, uh, he fights the Iron Cross army and the big biker monster, of course, turns big. So you know what that means. We get Marveler, Sword of Valor. Marveler! Um, and then, you know, Sword of Valor. And that is how this one ends. They wrap it up as they always do. 
a moment be- before the big when he, I think before he meets the Chameleon Man, when he's he he goes back to the gang of Spider Man and spitch slaps. He just is slapping dudes in the faces <laughs> at this point, and it's the only time in the series I've seen that. Where he's just like, I'm gonna let you know how beneath me you are. I'm just a fighting machine, Bam. I'm slapping you in the face. Is it kind of like Bully Cyclops? It's Bully Cyclops. <laughs> so we do get some more sides of him. Um, we're going to take a quick break from talking about uh, Japanese Spider-Man to go to our shishis, and then we'll return with another episode. We are back for the shishis, which means now it is the time for formal wear. Um, Mike, can you put your sleeves back on? Now it's inappropriate. Yeah, I'll tape them on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, this is a big deal. We uh, respect the shishis here. This week, we got a big one we're giving away. We're trying to feed, find out who is the best villain. Uh, but this is the reason for the season, right? Like, for this is if, if it wasn't for villains, we wouldn't need superheroes. Yeah, this is this is the whole reason for all of our shows, and it it's a big part of what will make a good show. They got to have a good villain to go against. Mike, real quick, do you know how in movie of the year we have an award of biggest shithead instead of villain? I do know that. Did you guys not? Does that bring you down? Like, do you not vote for shitheads? Like, do you say that's not villainous? Like, Kyle from. Superman and Lois, or who was the general from WandaVision? Oh, uh, yeah, General Tyler Hardy or something, like General White Man, White Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that is, you need to be a good villain. Kyle isn't a good villain. He's a huge shithead, but he's not a great villain. I think you still have to have, like, the power behind it. Like, so the general or whatever from WandaVision still had, like, power to make moves that would affect the team. But Kyle's got no power. Like, Kyle is a shit drunk from town. Like, he, <laughs> there's nothing he could do. Like He's his the villain in our him. real lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that punchable faces can be good. But I think that you have to have something else for best villain. You have to be, like, yeah. more compelling and, I don't know. Yeah, and, and not, like, not full... None of our shows have full Killmonger where people are going to argue they're right, mm-hmm. but at least see that they have motivation and yeah. that it's like, I don't think the general from WandaVision sells his very well, except for like power. <laughs> He's got the power. Um, Caitlin, can you go through uh, the nominations? Yes. Your noms for the shushies for best villain. First of all, why don't we start off with someone who maybe would you be upset if they're not uh, nominated? Is it, it's uh, Morgan Edge. How do you guys feel about Morgan Edge not being nominated? I think he's just new, but he's a pretty good villain. He is. And I feel like if it would have, if we wouldn't have had the most, he became more important in the last two, Mm -hmm. Mm because up until then he was kind of just doing some things in the background. And now we got to see his plan and see like how hard it was, how hard he was going. He was businessman until he started flying and you realize he says, I'm your brother, Kal-El. Yeah, he's an alien. He's straight up. He's Kryptonian as well. Or he just says, Eradicator! (laughs) (laughs) Like he's his own WWE announcer. Um, (laughs) This is the award two villain that's sort of different than like funniest character maybe or sidekick where the performance and the written character really come together and they both need to be working. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think the actor who plays Morgan Edge, like let's say has a shot next year, like do do you guys admire his performance? He's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's so like, this is not that surprising. Yeah, it's no. like middle of the road. So he's doing all right. All right. We went through who's not nominated. Now, who's nominated for best villain? Starting out first from the boys, it's Homelander. The boys got a nomination? 
boyfriend. Cassie. Oh. You guys are welcome, okay? I didn't want to have to watch a show about man tears and then experience man tears on the show. So go <laughs> ahead. You're not Homelander. This is right. Off, he is a good villain. Go ahead. You can't talk say, about it. What the fuck do you want in a villain that's not like... You hate white dudes who have a lot of power. That's mm-hmm. Homelander, girl. Yeah. Hey, Cassie, but me and Mike have, it's not even pronounced man tears. It's pronounced man tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sucks on mom titties. So, like, yeah. he's a good villain. Here is. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not her dogging him. He does that in the show. I think that it's possible that maybe for the first time in Shishi history, we could get somebody nominated for best villain, and best leading actor in the same year. That's how fucking good this guy is at Homelander. Yeah, Anthony Starr, right? That's the actor's name? Mm-hmm. Did I make that up? Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He really inhabits it. You want to kill him. But, I believe yeah. everything about him <laughs> that he is Homelander. There is, like, what, he is a very good actor because they can do the close-ups and you see just, like, how much is going through his head and how he mm-hmm. is about to explode. He definitely is a good actor. And handsome guy. Not so much punchable face until his hairdo. Like that yeah. color, that two-tone blonde. Mm-hmm. Oh, punchable face now. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, you look like Sugar Ray wearing a cape? <laughs> I'm going to punch your face. I love how you think that the lead singer of any band is just the name of the band. <laughs> oh, Sugar Ray? Mr. Sugar Ray? <laughs> All right, guys. So we had one nomination from the boys. Now we have the second nomination from the boys oh, as well. Two made it? No, this is absurd. It's Stormfront. How the fuck? Who did this? <laughs> Yeah, how the fuck would a villain in 2020 be a Nazi, Cassie? How could they ratchet their way up? A Nazi who knows how to use social media really well. How could we say that's a great villain? You know what, Cassie's surprised. It's not because it's a great performance. It's because she doesn't think she's a villain. Cassie just agrees with everything Stormfront has to say. She's like, when I was at Charleston, everybody was saying Stormfront type things. It's just that it's hard to watch a villain that's so tied to what is happening right now. Like, for me, this one hit too close to home. So I guess th- I was bringing bias to this one to be like... This is I why Cassie want- is always chanting, Amazon Prime shows will not replace us. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Aya Cash is so good. We are an Aya Cash fan house, and everything she does, she's great. And I did not know she had this in her, and it made me... Respect her acting more and like her less. Does that make sense? <laughs> Can we start the hashtag hashtag? Hashtag. Yes. Thanks. Cash rules everything <laughs> around us. And that, just a gif of her. She was amazing because it was very engaging. She uh you know played out the mystery of all of her background for the entire season and then but then it was still fucking awesome to watch all the girls in the show beat the living shit out of her. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. From the TV show Invincible, it's Omni Man. Just a lot of shitty villains. Just a lot of shitty people. Is he the one that cracked the skulls? He cracks the skulls. All the skulls. He cracked the skulls. skulls. It's the bad guy. It's Omni-Man. Do you know what this is, though? Three Homelanders? Yeah. Yeah. It's this. (laughs) That's three Supermen. Like, this is... Yeah. Particularly with Homelander and Omni-Man, this is two... We don't trust our Supermen anymore. Or we think that the people who we believe in in true justice in the American way can definitely turn their backs on us. I don't think that this mm-hmm. is a coincidence. I mean, Morgan Edge, I mean, he's not nominated, but he also falls in this category because he's a Superman, but he, we don't find that out until later. Yeah, he's a Superman who is corporate first. and that Yeah, he's Elon mm-hmm. Musk, man. Yeah. yeah. If we find out Elon Musk. Elon Musk, man? <laughs> Elon Musk, man. I have all the powers of Elon Musk. They called me Musk, man. <laughs> oh, that's what I smelled. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this is why you hire J.K. Simmons to do shit. He's just... Yeah. It's so easy for him to be 
a nice guy or a not so nice guy? He good actor. He he's a good actor. All right. So also nominated from Star Girl, it's Cindy Berman. Okay, a little surprising. She is. Uh, we do love this show, but to have that, we just took a jump from them to a high school kid. It does seem insane. Okay, but <laughs> first of all, it's crazy because it seems like it's been five years since we've seen this show. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. returns next week. By the way, um, oh my god. <laughs> but she, we talked all throughout Modoc about Melissa and about how when you make you try to write realistic high school girls and they become villains. Right. That's unfair. That means that you're just scared of women. And you don't know how to write characters. But when you make them literal supervillains, it fucking rules. And yeah. Melissa and Cin- like I thought Cindy Berman was like she sort of not just went in with the flow of the show and the, the humor and the tone, but at a certain point started to dictate it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She she is that show's Cheryl. Like yes, exactly. everybody was like, oh, Riverdale should be more Cheryl. Like the show started to do that, and I do think she is probably going to turn into the most villainous. Where like. The villains are kind of scared of her. The heroes are scared of her. Like, that rules. Well, I mean, just to, to the fact that we had it on the show, an Injustice team. Like, yeah. as stupid as Injustice League, as stupid as that name is, uh, there was, you know, five major villains, and she was the one who stood out and got nominated. Mm-hmm. When your dad locks you in a basement for, you know, months, like, that's going to make you a scary villain. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I turned out just fine. Wow. All right. Next. Wow. Wow. We got a Wilson in here. Uh, uh, also nominated from WandaVision, it's Agatha slash Agnes. Uh, okay, so this is over then. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I don't know, villain ranking, like, I think this is all in the performance. Because, like, she is a witch, but we don't know. I guess she's very powerful. I guess it makes yeah. sense. Uh, she can fly up in the air and shoot things at superheroes. That's all you need to be able to do. That's it. She can take and- people's power take people's power and she's pulling the strings the whole time but we see her in she's manipulative like a high school girl is because she's like i'm your best friend but she's not <laughs> always yelling at her husband from across the yard what was i just saying about those poor writers and how they they're scared of women so this is the shit they say mike <laughs> hmm? huh? what? uh yeah i mean like i feel like we're down on katherine hahn and especially after her win of funniest character but that's not true hall of famer she's amazing everything yeah. she does yeah. turns to gold oh yeah all right, guys, that's it for your nominees. All right, so I think it's time for us to announce a winner. So winning the best villain, it's from the Drum boys. Roll. It's Homelander. Oh yes. Boys has a shushy. Cassie, how do you look, feel about this? <laughs> I've, I tried to give him, this is what happens. I give him a little bit, and now look what happens. Whatever the but, next week's award is, whatever next shushy is, it's going to be all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> for you the deny, boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Cassie, you deny that he's a great villain? <laughs> no, he's a good villain. He's definitely a good villain. There's there's he's such a good villain that I hate watching this show because yeah. it's just it's so hard to watch at how good he is. So it makes sense. It's just it, it he's a good villain. He's I, like what what you want fucking Yogi Bear as your villain? What do you need? Honestly? Man? Yeah. Uh he is a villain. <laughs> he's he a thief. Just steal a picnic basket. Yeah. <laughs> We brought the picnic basket all the way from home, and he stole it. <laughs> he took it from me. Is this your deposition, <laughs> like in court? Um, and my slam poetry. Yeah, I mean, like I would. It it reminds me a lot of when people would talk about Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I would say Homelander is better written, like more balanced, better performed yes. than even that. There's more humanity than Joffrey. More. Also, Joffrey was not the character who was too old to nurse 
on his mom. That was a different character <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Television, what are you doing, guys? What are yeah, you doing? What, what? Stop putting your stuff on us, man. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, let's go ahead and put a website on the people that you've been thinking about. Ryan, what is your new website idea? Uh, my website is called um, Every Time That I See Something. Uh, well, this isn't what it's called. Oh, I'm, so no, no, no. I'm typing it in as you say it. But uh, it's every time that you see a spider create something beautiful like a home. Every time you see that, you want to take a picture and upload it. It's called website, the website. Yeah. Website the website. Yeah, dot com. Okay. <laughs> website the website dot com. So wait, I go to www.websitethewebsite.com and I see a like collective algorithmized uh, spider webs. It's just pictures of spider webs, yeah. So real spider webs. And is it like appreciating the form of them or is it just a picture and you let the people? Yeah, it, their own it's opinions. just pictures of fucking spider webs. Like, why are you guys overcomplicating this? Are we getting upvotes, downvotes? So what daily is, ranking of the spider webs. What do the people do with this website? They, sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm looking at some spider webs <laughs> on website thewebsite.com. <laughs> and you think people will know, like, when they need a good fix in four websites to type in website the website? Oh shit! There, I can see why you guys are confused. It's w e b s i g h t. The W E B S I T E website, the website. No, sure. Yeah. What else would it be? <laughs> Thank you. That clarified it for me. Now I have no more questions, and I see the importance of this now, Ryan. So okay, yeah. this is this is huge. Nobel Prize. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> now, since you're just putting up photos of spider webs, do you think you can handle this on your own? I do not. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna point you to my friends, Cyber Sprout. They're gonna be your partner for the dark digital world because they'll work hand in hand with you to create a visually compelling website, which this one needs to be. It's all about the visual aspect on here and they'll work hand in hand with you they put a focus on collaboration goal-driven design to help you reach the right customers um and the goal here is to just see pictures of spider webs and nothing else right (laughs) yes it's a big goal um so they'll help you out cybersprout.net ryan that's where you got to go uh now we got to go on to the next two episodes of japanese spider-man We are back, and we're going to continue talking about Japanese Spider-Man. Caitlin, can you tell us about episode 23? Yes. So in episode 23, the Iron Cross has set up an underground casino where men bet on chicks. Yeah. Literal chicks. Not girls. Chicks. Bunnies. And spider fights. Spider fights. <laughs> my kind of casino. <laughs> Spider-Man heard of these casinos and men getting rich from them when an orphan, Goru, Goru? comes back to his orphanage with gifts and a promise to buy a new buildings for orphanage. They knew Goru was was bankrupt yesterday, so they had to figure out why he had so much money. Machine Bem Sorceress Beast decides the men have been winning too long and it's time to take some money from them. Goru, addicted to the casinos, loses the orphanage deed in a bet. Spider-Man has to face the Iron Cross army to save orphans from homelessness. Save the orphans. Um, yeah, when we, this started with like Spider-Man, um, at an orphanage and he was like beating up children. It was a weird introduction to (laughs) Spider-Man. It was the earliest that they used those Spider-Man cards of Spider-Man because an orphan like took a swing at his nuts. He was like, oh, (laughs) uh, Marbler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like you could tell Takuya is, Takuya is kind of a piece of shit sometimes and he gets very jealous of this guy and I do like the show makes you think that. This guy is going to be an 80s douchebag, rich right. suit, you know? 
do, do you think Takuya is Takuya into... They do not explain why Takuya and his sister are just hanging out at the orphanage. They, I guess they're friends with the orphanage matron. But it's like Saved by the Bell, where like all of a sudden they all work at the diner for yeah. one week, and then who knows? Well, uh, at the very, very end, it says he has a small love for orphans. So I think <laughs> so, that's which why Which is the he most loved. love you can have for orphans. Because he became, he's an adult orphan, which is just uh, how you live your fucking life. Eventually yeah. your parents die. Get over it, Takuya. So Would a better name for question. this show be Mighty Orphan Power Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's jealous, though, because Goro, I'm saying it's Goro. I just always think Goro because I, I read think, it. Isn't it Goro? Goro uh, is obviously into... His mommy figure, orphan run lady, yeah. and is Takuya into her as well because he still will not fucking commit to his photographer girlfriend. <laughs> well, that's because she's too, you know, she's too needy, and he can just drag her along, and nothing will happen. She, he does also get jealous because uh, she knows a dirtbag who goes to this casino as well, and she gets given like a gift of a ring, a new mm-hmm. camera, like she gets a bunch of shit. That's when I was so proud of her because she was like, I would never ask you to get me a ring, you poor. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you have a real job. And then he goes, what? And sprints out of the house to find out what's going on. <laughs> I thought he was going to get a real job. Uh, no. Even He's when like, I'm being... not going to better myself. I'm going to figure out how that guy's a dirtbag. <laughs> and that's definitely how it plays it. But this is the episode I was talking about where the character drama really does take front and center. And they have this kind of, I don't know, well paced well-structured drama about this guy dealing with his gambling addiction yeah this is the best episode this is the best episode japanese spider-man we've watched (laughs) we'll watch i think uh in history uh it's probably the best episode of anything we've covered in months (laughs) i i I hook line and sinker for this episode i would totally watch spider-man sort of just being on the fringes of the underbelly of japan and people like struggling to make it because this, the whole deal is them, and I do think Machine Bum Sorceress, what is her name? Machine Bum Sorceress Beast. Sorceress Beast, who is, they are no longer even attempted to do uh, animal things. She yes. is a blonde horror, uh, and people are just fine. She runs I. to the casino, and people are just like, okay, that's her. That don't worry. Yeah. Instead of just being in the background, this Machine Bum is walking around being like, hey, how are you? <laughs> that, like, how's your night going? I yeah, just this drinks. chick. <laughs> you uh, put more money down. She's like pumping them up and everything out there. Well, She's on the ground. It, it, what I love is like one of these, uh, maybe accidental, maybe not, like real critique of the casino industry because she's like, well, they've been on a hot streak. I'm going to crush them. Casinos yeah. do that to real people, man. Yeah. And that's not using her Ben powers. No. That's just a casino <laughs> owner. She looks, for those who have not seen the episode, which is almost everyone, uh, she looks like a taller white version of Greta the Gremlin from the end of Gremlins 2. Yes. yes. Less sexy yes. lady Gremlins. <laughs> Less sexy version. <laughs> The um, but you when you were talking about like how it is a good commentary, like you're seeing this dude uh battle with like his gambling, like the moment mm-hmm. when he's like begging Spider Man for money, like that's his Yo, first instinct. Yeah, I was like, dang, Spider Man. <laughs> I just met you, but you'll lend me. And then it's also he does critique Spider Man, so yeah. he gets it twice because he goes, "Wait, you don't have money, Spider Man? You don't have a savings? Yeah. I know I'm in dire financial straits, but you got to get a savings account, bro." Spider Man. He got dunked on so hard in this episode, so many different ways. He really did. Like, but it also teaches you, like Takuya, and so therefore Spider Man were like, "Fuck this guy, I'm jealous of him. Therefore, I'm gonna see what's up." And I'm going to take him down. And then when you do, you're like, oh, no. Uh, I'm so sorry about what I found out and what your life is like. <laughs> Let's go back to how it was. 
But you guys, like, I would spend mad money at this casino. Like, Chicks, I, Cassie? Chicks. Chicks. And then when there was, like, we could see, they, obviously, they did have to have an animal fight. And they were like, what can we put together? Spiders. Spiders. Spiders will fight each Bas- other. I didn't even know they would fight each Spider other. Spider battle royale is what they called it. <laughs> <laughs> it's rad. It's so rad. It was very cool. Uh, there is... Monsters. <laughs> So speaking of Spider-Man just getting dunked on, Cassie, you brought up one of them earlier, how uh, they told him he was weak because when the people were coming <laughs> to take the orphanage from the kids and literally pushing the kids out of the house saying, this is ours now, we want it because they have the deed. Um, everyone was looking at Takuya and we're like, hey, do something. And then he didn't do anything and they called him weak. Uh-huh. <laughs> they all took turns to like, they were still getting kicked out of this place and they all took turns to dunk on Takuya. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the real hero was some fucking jacked tooth chubby kid yeah, <laughs> he just started charging yeah. down the road but look <laughs> in any Spider-Man story has to deal with this where like Peter Parker they'll be like, the Green Goblin showed up and you ran away you bitch Invincible uh, did this really hard in the last Invincible in the did season. it and uh, but this one is not fair is they're also adults who are not taking on eight dudes with guns why does Takuya have to just because well, he's, he's the one man in the scenario yeah he's the man their job is to stand there so <laughs> But also, I don't know why he couldn't fight. Like, a dude can still fight and not be Spider-Man. He he is, and this is, uh, I've watched a lot of them, and I've read a lot about this. I, I, I might retract my, why aren't we doing this every week, and be like, this should replace X-Men. Uh, he is so afraid of, he doesn't, he's not a good fake fighter. Takuya, I don't think, is good at faking anything. Oh, okay. Uh, which is why he's a bad fake boyfriend, because he's not good at being like, you're annoying as hell. Uh he is so afraid of showing his powers that he's like, I'll just be weak all the time. That's why in the last episode, he, out of anger, gently put a record on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I'm so mad right now. Ah. Well, plus he's a collector and yeah. he wants to keep that yeah, mint condition. Well, I want to hang it on the wall, sell it on eBay someday. Uh, there is another time when Spider-Man gets dunked on and it's when Spider-Man uh, is, quote unquote, as a man who is taking on the role of a useless brother, Spider-Man understands. Mm-hmm. He this dunked is on a line. There, there is a line <laughs> that is said that he's a useless brother, and I do. He even dunked on himself there. I like that. <laughs> and I like that. He is, uh, he's a shitty brother. He doesn't take care of his. They're, they're, all their dads died, but he does not take care of his siblings. No, he yeah. Does not. But self-reflection and self-criticism; those are definitely some Peter Parker traits that are showing oh, up yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, he has to scream Marveler while he's in his GP7. Uh, yeah. Spider car GP7. Every once in a while, he goes, GP7. He wants to ride around first. Yeah. yeah. Like, the moments when he decides to call or, or call the car first, I'm like, what are you going to do, you crazy man? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening now? He's bringing the car. This episode, we actually got a lot of shots while they were doing, like, more commentary on and, like, finding out more about the casino. We got shots of new shots of Spider-Man going up and down things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about how it's literally a man crawling on a building. Yeah. <laughs> they put a man and made him crawl on a building. Building. These were new ones though, because we'd seen the same one from the first episode a lot, and then this uh-huh. one we had him go sideways on a. He building. went upside down on this one. Yeah. They upped that budget. That's that's the part where because like again we said this a million times, but these episodes sort of start to repeat themselves with the beats and the special effects. But when he climbed up the bullet building, I was like, yeah, bro, we know. And then he turned upside down. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that actually Spider Man? <laughs> it did make me like I celebrated that. I was like, yeah, now we get it. In now the, we're in the six one six doc, they, he talked about like how terrifying it was because he was just like, yeah, I just had to go out there. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the budget is zero, right? And they spent yes. it all on the machine bam costumes, uh-huh. and so 
I wouldn't trust those rigs. Like no. that's like no. uh, small town carnival level shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out because it makes sense going up the building. They pull him up and sometimes pulling him down. But when he was going sideways, I didn't I couldn't even figure out how they did that. And they he did it legit so well. Learned how to Spider-Man. He yeah, legit. He, just, <laughs> he had to pick it up. Uh, the ending is a bit different in this one because we don't get Leo Pardon. Um, mm-hmm. It's just Marveler who fires cannons to take him down. Yeah. So we do switch it up a little bit in this one. Honestly, like. We just, I think we just ran out of time. Like the machine bam, the big bam at the end is such an afterthought with the rest of the show that I think they were like, <laughs> yeah, we don't have time. Just fucking marvel or do it. It's like three minutes left, right? Is when yeah. she finally yeah. was like, oh, I should get big. And even she's like, I'm more of a behind the scenes, like <laughs> yeah. handshake mover. I'm not a monster, even though I am a machine bam. Like she's surprised she's giant. Yeah, she's big and just kind of standing in the back, just like, I'm big. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem if we can go back to the uh, casino witch i think that the reason why she was so frightening is once she spent a lot of time in normal size but usually when you're like i i guess monkey right like half monkey half human but usually that's mostly monkey mm. and it was so directly in the middle of those two yeah. things that yes. it was horrifying <laughs> yeah, the exact was... middle is what they found <laughs> so she's the missing link <laughs> she's the missing one <laughs> But yeah, that is it. Um, I don't know. The ending confused me. I don't know if the kids just live in the woods now. No, no. They did say at the very end, that's when he was like, I connect with these orphans and he loves them because he, they were able to get back the orphanage. They didn't explain they, how, they but the orphans back. were back in the in the place. They didn't get a new updated place like they were promised. But mm. I yeah. love how old school TV too, 70s and 80s is like uh, the deed for a car yeah. or a house yeah. is the most important thing possible. You right. But also that Goro, just a dude who lived there years ago, gambled it away he just said yeah yeah i'll give you this did the matron of the orphanage at some point give gore the deed to hold on to like basically what i've learned is that if mike is like i just bought a house here's the deed and i grab it real quick i now own that house yeah. Yeah. Like, that's my yep. house now but pink slips right <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for um episode 23 mike can you tell us about briefly tell us about episode 41 it's bananas guys <laughs> everything is different one the episode is called The Hero's Shining Hot Blood, the most metal thing in the <laughs> yes. world. Uh, Spider-Man is just out there destroying. We've heard about their international franchises of uh, Professor Monster's group, the, the Iron Cross Army. He's out there just getting shit done. He's not like, I'm going to be a bad brother now. He is fully, at the start of the show, Spider-Man out, like Avengers Age of Ultron style, starts in the middle of him taking down some Hydra bases. It's oh, dope. Shit? And they're like, how does he know? How does he know where all our bases are? How does he know that this is the last episode? (laughs) Professor Monster sends Amazonas and the duckies out, the nibblers, whatever they're called. uh, (laughs) It's duckies. On a dangerous mission. And this is the first time I've heard the duckies talk. And they're like, hey, Amazonas, aren't you like number two? Why are you on here on this dangerous mission? Because at some point, guys, Professor Monster gets two other henchmen, Belle and Rita, who one's like an archer. And that they're like... Other women, he likes he likes his lieutenants to be gals. Like mm-hmm. some shady shit's going on. And, and is it Rita is, uh, Power Rangers villain? Yeah, Rita Repulsa is a Power Rangers yeah. villain. Maybe the same one. Uh, <laughs> it's all connected. And so now, like Amazonas hates Bell and Rita, and she's not like he's trying to get me killed. She's still just trying to take these other women out. Girls gotta gotta create a girl alliance and take down the dude yeah Hell take down yeah. professor monster i like i saw a part where she goes to the spaceship and it's like there's only three seats and they probably think it's for professor monster and bella bell and, and rita and rita and she's like but no 
It'll be for me and Professor Monster. Fucking kill Professor Monster He's and the treating three you like girls. Dirt. Yeah. Forever. Bad bitch alliance. Uh, especially <laughs> because that comes after it's Professor Monster who's been giving, who's been leaking where the bases are. Oh. And wow. he wow. said it's to well, give all three of us Am- are like on the edge of our seats. <laughs> he said it's to give <laughs> Amazonas a chance to defeat Spider-Man because she never has, even though he also never has. Yeah. Uh, and then when she does take it, she almost takes out uh, Spider-Man. She knows who he is. She says oh. his name, his sister's name. She's like, I have oh. all this dirt. And he's like, oh, shit. She beats the shit out of him. But then she gets pissed off at Professor Monster, who turns into big Professor Monster. What? And Spider-Man takes him out in Four seconds. <laughs> looks at the ocean, rips off his mask, and the credits hit. It ends so abruptly. Whoa. I don't know what's going on. Mike, when the duckies finally started talking, and the first one said, "This job isn't all it's quacked up to be," and then the other one says, "Well, at least it pays the bill." Was that your favorite part? It was my favorite part, Ryan. Of you that? win this episode. <laughs> all the points to you. Uh, that's a wild episode. Okay, that is um, all the time we have to talk about uh, sp- uh, Japanese Spider-Man. Uh, now it's time to switch to another wild show, and as we go to Extaz. I mean, is it Whiplash or is it right totally how it should normal, be? Yeah. This is how it always should be. <laughs> Welcome to Extaz Mania, bitch! A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode by episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid '90s, X-Men: The Animated Series. There were a lot of changes during the third season of X-Men, the animated series. First of all, the show switched animation houses, leaving ACOM and moving all their animation to the Philippines. This caused huge delays for some of the episodes. The third season also gave us the first five-part story, the Dark, the Dark Phoenix, Phoenix Saga. Phoenix. Phoenix. Sounds like Phoenix. <laughs> the Dark Phoenix Saga, which aired five weekdays in a row during September 1994, instead of its usual Saturday morning spot. The delays caused episodes to be aired wildly out of order, including some season three episodes to be aired years later, while some <laughs> season four and five episodes aired during this this year in order to compensate. The first episode of the season, airing July 29th, 1994, introduces us to Wolverine's former love, Yukuro. Yukuro? Yukuro? Yukiro? Yuriko. 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 My God. His former love, Yuriko. But before we get to her, we're back in the sewers with Kalisto and the Morlocks. Well, first, Cassie, can I ask, did you guys see a difference? With the animation, yeah. as soon as it popped on my the screen, my first note: yeah. animation change, all caps. Yeah, it's, I typed all caps too. You have to be like new animation style. You typed all caps. Mike noticed the difference. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I what knew. What a weird thing to type. <laughs> She's uh, bugged my brain. I would, I, I, I would definitely say that the the blacks are really strong here. Like the inks, the the mm-hmm. d- the shading around the abs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, really fucking thick. And it's like they. I would think that the note from the first two seasons would be, let's not make it look as much like the comic book. And <laughs> I think they took the opposite note. The delays make sense because it pops. Yeah. Like Anytime you're like, oh, the animation studio changed halfway through, you're like, oh, it's going to look worse. To I save money, shocked. yeah. I was like, this looks fucking dope. And a little like reading rainbow-ish or like, what, what are the action comics called now? Like the digital? In a good way. Like, yeah. Just like... But it's hard to get somebody to walk. Like... Wolverine at one point walks away from like a phone or whatever, and he does. It is almost like first season of South Park. Just boop, 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 boop. (laughs) They do. uh, I don't know if it's switching the animation houses. It is finally equally horny for the guys and the girls. (laughs) Because when we see them, we have Wolverine and um, 
Oh, God, Gambit. Gambit. Out there shirtless. Wolverine is in cutoff jeans playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. And with and a little uh, lump at the bottom, I noticed. He's, he's, <laughs> he's swinging dick and balls. He's packing something. They are equally horny for them. This is, we have shirtless men for no reason playing basketball. But um, that's when we, I don't know, we just get to see them, you know, kicking it, hanging out. And then we cut to, we do go to see me, or see Kalisto and the Morlocks. Did you guys know them? Were you excited when you saw them in the sewers? Well, this is, the, yeah. they had a storyline in the first season. where oh, you just met the Morlocks, Cassie. Yeah. I, they're what you're telling me that half, um, like half army tank man. No, I no, know. that's or not those the Morlocks. Those are the Reavers, oh, are the Reavers okay. Cassie. Okay. okay, I don't want to do this, but let's back up. At the start of this episode, season three, Leech, who we've seen, he's the little green boy. Mm. He is running through, uh, and he's hunted by cyborg folks. And then we're like, it's Lady Deathstrike, if you're this guy. Uh, <laughs> and it's because Leech stole something from them. Uh, for Kalisto, because we hear that there's alien technology down there. And Kalisto doesn't care that her folks get captured right away with like the coma nets. Uh, she wants the alien technology so she can be leader again because she wants to kill Storm. That, I, that, do you remember that, Cassie? That Storm beat her ass with a, oh, a stick. She yes. did not use her powers. <laughs> well, it took over. So cor- it's Storm the number one sewer weapon. Six. Yeah. Sticks. Stick. Metal sticks. <laughs> But yeah, so all of that happens. Um, it was this one, like even the pacing of it, to have like that much of a full story right out at the beginning with a new animation style felt like a lot. Like we got this was a they had a mission and they started right to it. It's like whoa, X-Men. Yeah. like I was just thinking, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this is X Men. Whoa. The, the 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 comics are so fucking convoluted. And there's too many mutants. Uh, it starts here, man. For the first. Like five minutes of a kids show, we do not see any of the X Men. Yeah. We see Leech, the Morlocks, new bad guys, the Reavers, and then Deathstrike touches the ship because she does get there, and it zaps her out. And then we finally see Professor X, who's rowing, and he just screams, zooming in on his face. He goes, "Power! Incredible power!" Uh, he screams or he comes. Yeah. <laughs> it could be both, Ryan. It could be both. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, it made me wonder: Are they like? Is Professor X gonna take like an evil turn? Like the the amount of like love he had for that power, I was like, "What's gonna happen?" He was just fucking strolling along or floating along uh, in his hallway, little flannel blanket over his lap like he always has just like oh, what should i do today oh there's a new masterpiece theater old <laughs> he's got to plug right into those computers then too um but then yeah we when we see leech uh they let you know leech sucks in this episode leech is a bitch leech is a little he's snitch. an eight-year-old guys <laughs> is he an eight-year-old He's a kid. If well, Leech was in prison, oh my God, what would happen to him after his actions in this episode? Leeches get snitches. Snitches. <laughs> <laughs> nope, leeches get snitches. <laughs> but is, is it because, yeah, Le- Leech calls the X-Men. And Wolverine even says, like, we got to talk to Storm about who she gives this number to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you mean on their basketball court phone? Yeah, their, their basketball, basketball court, court phone. <laughs> <laughs> when they're playing a game of one-on-one-on-one. <laughs> Well, Jubilee, I'm assuming, probably doesn't have great basketball skills. So. Well, I think it's one-on-one. Well, Gambit and Wolverine are playing one-on-one, and Jubilee is playing one-on-one. Just flicking that little <laughs> Jubilee Just bee. getting ready to <laughs> masturbate the night away, staring at those sexy inked ab <laughs> bodies. Talk about lack of basketball skills. Wolverine, on purpose, deflates the basketball I and know. acts yeah. like that means he wins. You don't yeah. fucking win that yeah. way. He's like, a poor loser. How many softball issues of X-Men have we read, Mike? We're like, you, you can't use your powers like that. No powers. No. 
But um, this is once Leach says, you know, uh, that Yukura. God, how do you say Eureka. Eureka. Uh, like Eureka needs him or whatever. And that's when we get a flashback and get caught up on Eureka and that whole past. And this is a long flashback. We get a yeah. lot in this. I mean, that's the crazy thing about Wolverine as a character is that we allegedly don't know his origin. Mm-hmm. But... We actually do know a lot of it because he's lived 27 different lives. Mm-hmm. And yes. we get two giant ones here. We get Japan and we get Weapon X, right? Which is mad because he hasn't, unless I'm forgetting something, at no point has Wolverine Which started to remember shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Love Island. Yeah, you went British right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mad, isn't it? Is uh, Governor. Uh, He's like, I don't remember so much. And then Yuriko is before the Weapon X program that erases his memory. But he remembers all of that shit. Mm, that is mad. That's mad. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you for pointing that out. We would have. <laughs> I'm mad now, American style. Well, actually, American style means crazy. So, <laughs> no, but... that's angry. Oh, so you're angry? Yes, at you. <laughs> <laughs> You know who else was angry? Wolverine. He was so angry. I didn't know he rejected the adamantium. Like this one, they really let you know that he was his body was straight up rejecting the adamantium. Wait, how did they get it the adamantium into him? Like how would they be able to place Wolverine in such a way where uh, he would be able to take the adamantium? Oh, you see? A tube. Men in tubes. <laughs> men, in tubes. <laughs> men in tubes. But this this is like some of what we've seen and then from different angles. Because mm-hmm. Wolverine has a uh, the past costume where he has like the little microphone mm. and like goggles and he's the running Maverick around. The Maverick costume. Yeah. And that, that's him like when he's like, Eureka, I'll come back. And he goes through that. I had the action figure of that. The lamest, <laughs> arguably, Wolverine costume ever I had. I'm so proud of you. I'm glad you had to throw out that brag. You were just so happy you had that. It's a good one. But yeah, we do see, so we get that whole past with him and him uh, getting his adamantium bones. And then we go into the present and learn that, uh, that she is Lady Deathstrike. And or we go to Lady Deathstrike and she's like, it's me. What's up? My these hey. freaky hands are now mine. It's your girl. What's up? And I want to say that uh, Mike said that he thought that the Lady Deathstrike reveal really worked on people like him. But did you guys give a shit? Like, she came out of the shadows and I thought it was going to be this big deal. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, okay. Like, they really sold it with the music in the shadows and I barely knew who it was. Yeah, I didn't know who it was, but it was a big moment for me. Like I, oh, like it was, it was the first gasp line for me. Like I was like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> Some lady I don't know. <laughs> but it was so dramatic. Also, um, what's up with her hands? Why, why does she get the talents? So the Reavers, they don't really dig into it, but the Reavers, which are her crew, are all cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, so you get you get normal cyborg, normal cyborg, normal cyborg, tank man. Lady Deathstrike, tank man. <laughs> hands have been replaced by bigger, scarier hands made of adamantium. She does know how to work them, though. Like she could vogue. Oh, no, she like, works. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Did you say vogue? <laughs> vogue. Okay, I-, I couldn't tell if you said vogue or vote, and she can't do either she one of those things. <laughs> well, she's not an American citizen. She's from Japan. That's true. So she yes. can't vote here legally. Also, she's a cyborg. But so the Reavers in the comics, I think, originally work for in God Loves Man Kills. They work for the the pastor who hates mutants. Mm-hmm. Like in general, they are cyborgs who go, no, this is what humans should turn into, not stinking, filthy mutants. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, we get that reveal, and then we eventually um, we do get a fight between uh, her and Wolverine, and like 
her wanting to murder him, but uh, like the others, like she like she was going to murder him, and the others are like, yeah. "Wait, we do want to see what's up with this ship, though. So can you murder him after? Like, take a hot second." Here. And I, I get that. I wanted to see as well. I know there's a spaceship. Like, we obviously got to know what's going on with that. Um, Which is why they lure Wolverine there when she gets zapped. She's like. Uh, this is an alien force field, so of course that means I know only a human, not a cyborg with adamantium, can get through it. Yeah. And that's why they call her that, and then she forgets it all. I mean, you have your plan, and then you run into your ex, and then your plans go out the window. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, but during this time, uh, Gambit and Jubilee did follow Wolverine. He wanted to leave on his own. We forgot to mention this was when we brought back Wolverine handles his own business. And um, Gambit and Jubilee were like, probably not. So they are also here. Well, well. Right. <laughs> Jubilee was like, we have to follow him because we're family. Yeah. And family means everything. And then she pounded a Corona. <laughs> uh, pounded a Corona thinking that it was Gambit and Wolverine's penises that she was about to jerk off to. <laughs> Gambit was like, no, no. Families are like stinky swamp water in a glass with an egg in a chicken in a plain car. And she goes, oh, you could stay here. Uh, you stay. And Jubilee, basically, yeah. Jubilee basically says, oh, you don't know how third acts work, Gambit? Okay, yeah. so Gambit, we gotta go. We have but, to but it starts with uh, with Leech's phone call. Gambit's like, this is a trap. Wolverine says, doesn't matter, and takes off. And Gambit's like, fine, go die. And yeah. Jubilee's like, bro, no. But I mean, Gambit does have a point, because Jubilee's like family, and Gambit's like, this family fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't... <laughs> Have you interacted with any yeah. of them, Jubilee? <laughs> it's like, sometimes you can let the family leave on their own, okay? Um, but yeah, we do get... This is when we have a whole fight between them. Um, Jubilee takes down Tank Man. Jubilee gets a moment <laughs> in this. She does flash on Tank Man, and it's enough to like distract him, I guess. So she does have that. And then um, we do have Deathstrike goes in, gets thrown into a ship again. Uh, she will not leave it. So uh, that's when Wolverine goes to uh, slash it open to get her off. But uh, they don't know. But Professor X knows because he has the power that this this is all there for a warning. Like they do not want to yeah. open that ship. I love he gets psychic attacked again. He's still trying to recover from the last time. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, he's wiping his brow. He's trying to pee without spraying it everywhere. And then uh, he gets attacked again. And now... Uh, Cassie, do you know many of the X-Men alien characters? None of them. Okay. So don't mean to disclude you, but shut the fuck up for a second. You Ryan, <laughs> do you think, the, is this the Brood or the Shi'ar? I know where this is from, Mike, and I already know what happens in the next episode. And oh. uh, this is from a little planet that is very similar to the village that the hobbits come from. The Shire. It's, it's the, the Shire. Shire. It's the Shire. <laughs> New Zealand. I thought it was New Zealand. It's the planet of New Zealand. <laughs> but yeah, that is where this one leads off on a cliffhanger because it is a part one, and uh, that's when we we just see a green blob coming out. So, hey guys, there's 19 episodes in this uh, season. Yes. Six more than <laughs> such a fucking weirdo. Uh, six more than any other season, and the vast majority of them are uh, two part, three this? part, or five part stories. Wow. I have a question because. In the opening, Cassie, you mentioned all the crazy, like some episode when it was airing, some p- parts of four and f- seasons four and five were airing, season three aired years later. Is what's on Disney Plus now? Do we know? Is this true season three? We are going to go by the X Men animated series wiki, which is also close to IMDb, which is not necessarily Disney Plus, which is okay. far, 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 far away from the Fox airing. 
Okay. All of it is better than the Fox airing. Yes, because they did not give a shit. And if you look it up, they're like, they're, people will have flashbacks about episodes that have not come out yet. So they just I, seem psychic, even if though they're not psychic. This is, you, you're solving a childhood trauma for me, because as a kid, <laughs> you want I would be like, word with this? I would be like, I thought I saw every episode. <laughs> I must have missed one. I'm so confused now. Oh, I love it's how, not my fault. I love how it's fucking Brooklyn fault. Italian you as a little kid. <laughs> it's not my What's fucking it? fault. It's like a fucking, I'm eating a meatball, and they fucking... Aaron about a border. So yes, we're get to fix that. I'm glad we can heal your trauma this season. Trauma. Cassie, he said trauma. He said trauma. Wow. Uh, it was it, it seemed Look, like a big I'm deal. I'm a white straight cis man. I've lived an easy life. This is my trauma. <laughs> but um it is time. That is the end of the episode, so we do gotta go to awards. Starting it off, we're sticking with the same awards, most nineties thing. It was yeah, it aired in ninety four. We could still do nineties. So um, ninety four is in the nineties. It sure is. Jesus. Yeah. Were you born math. yet? Cassie? Open yes. a book. I was. I what year w- were you guys born, Caitlin and Cassie? Ninety two. Okay. You said yes like I'm crazy. It's two years. Come <laughs> on. Motherfucker. We All right. Ninety four kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh Mike, what do you got for most nineties thing? I got to say the Reavers, I'm going to specifically say Tank Man, uh, Bone Breaker. His, he has the feet of a tank and the torso of a douchebag with sunglasses and a mohawk. <laughs> I can't think of anything more 90s. <laughs> this is the most insane character. I love him. Well, the action figure is very good for him. A couple of weeks ago, I brought up uh, Joe the Goon, the Batman 89 action figure that filled uh, uh-huh. aisles of Target. Um, this was the version of X-Men. They gave Bonebreaker is his own action figure. And it did not sell well, folks. How could that <laughs> not sell? It's dope looking. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to buy one today. <laughs> today. Right now. Add to cart. Uh, this is very clearly the winner of the 90s award. Again, like Mike said, it's the torso of a man in the feet of a tank. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you have as well, Ryan? Yes. That's, but look at this one. Oh my god, look at oh, that. Oh, wow. that's Yo, a fuckable bone breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why they, that's how he got his name. Season three is also <laughs> the season Mike gets more horny for this, too. <laughs> well, everybody knows how horny their trauma makes him. When you guys were two years old, Mike was traumatized by watching cartoons out of order. <laughs> hey, life being eight is hard, it's very hard. Uh, for most 90s thing, I just have the sound of the one cyborg dude walking. There's one of them who, when he walks, it's full like, zoot, zoot, every time he walks across the screen. Did you say zoot suit? Yeah, he goes zoot suit every <laughs> time. Riot! <laughs> but, um, I mean, both of you guys brought the same one, so it feels like it has to be that. And after looking at that hair, uh, Mike got to say it first, though, so the point does go to him. You know the rules. Uh, next award, best gasp line. Ryan, what do you got? I do think, though, if Mike's going to take that point, then that is going to be his Halloween costume. I want to see a fully <laughs> working bone breaker for Mike's Halloween. Get working. Or Get couple started. costume. You know how like a couple could be a horse? <laughs> a couple could be, be a bone breaker. <laughs> My wife will be the torso. I will be the tank. <laughs> As it should be. I'm sorry, Cassie, you said gasp? Gasp line, yes. Uh, we have so many different types of gasps on the show, but I gasped when Professor X gasped when he filled his little blanket with power cum. Uh, his his uh, flood of green going all over him that gave him a flood of white is, was my gasp line. This is Okay, terrible. if here comes a flood of green, go to the doctor. No, no, it's no. probably chlamydia. The, the power was the green. The oh. jizz was white. <laughs> That's how I start my detective novel. Thanks for clarifying that. The night, black as a soul. <laughs> Mike, what do you got for this? 
Uh, mine was that Jubilee hopped behind Bonebreaker, ripped off his glasses, and blinded him with her powers. This is the first time we've seen Jubilee like successfully power somebody, yeah. and I audibly gasped. Uh, yeah, be careful with the power of a horny virgin. She also, <laughs> like, she went after the Tank Man. Like, out of yeah. all of them, she was like, I got Tank Boy. All the other Reavers look the same. Yeah. Like, equally dangerous but not as much as tank man she was like fuck this shit i'm jubilee <laughs> or one could argue she went after the disabled member of the team <laughs> oh, yeah. the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> it's extra powerful wheels though he's got invincible legs and she went after him um for best gas blind i just have the um the father reveal of and that's what i put here where does this father reveal first of all lady death strike and then also some father reveal but i don't even remember what that is <laughs> oh it's at a certain point when she's like i'm lady death strike now a living weapon of revenge oh. uh she's like a man who we got so many flashbacks in the episode she's like the man who invented the adamantium you killed and he was my father and yeah. wolverine like the rest of us went wait what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because how do you do all those flashbacks and not show her dad helping with the adamantium process? Also, we say this a lot to characters in this show, but it's your job to say I'm Lady Deathstrike. It's somebody else's job to say the living embodiment of revenge. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't say that about yourself. She went for it, though. Um, I'm going to give that one to Ryan, though, because I couldn't remember mine. I feel like it should have been the daddy moment, but I blew it, so I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Um, so you gave it to green light come is what you're saying oh I forgot you did yeah. green light no come. it's too late green light <laughs> oh no <laughs> I regret so many things okay best or now we're gonna go on to best use of power Mike what do you got for it it's coma nets man I want this gun not only do, is it a gun that shoots nets super fun the nets put the people who are netted up into a coma I will say though that uh, a little bit of fucking with us because the cartoon made us think in a crazy way that they just murdered Leech. Yeah. And all it was was just yet another coma net. Like, that was right. Even the Reaver was like, you want me to kill this kid? Okay. <laughs> like, coma net. I also thought it was just making them sleepy. I thought it was just kind of draining their power. I didn't know it was full coma. So that's good to know. I feel like coma net is what Professor X heard about his blanket. How dare you? I'll just come on it. Unfortunately, he did get the point for that because of me. Caitlin scooted away. She's done. <laughs> she said that. She visibly scooted away. <laughs> um, sadly, I do now have to go to you, Ryan. What do you have for best use of power? Because Comanet sounds like come on it. You yeah, know? yeah, we got it. Uh, my power is the Shyar whatever. We don't even know it's Shyar yet. But the, at the end, the alien green power that makes old men come uh, <laughs> is, is so crazy. And they're so close that it just starts laughing like the Shadow King. Yeah. That was crazy. I don't even think that like it's an actual entity, and yet it's so powerful that it could just start laughing at you whenever it wants. That's power. <laughs> but uh, we haven't realized it's full power yet, so um, that one's not going to get the point. And you guys are forgetting a dude did turn into a dragon at this episode. Oh, yeah. So, what? yeah, w- at the very beginning, like one of them transforms when they're in their fight. Oh, one of the Morlocks. He, yeah. was, he was like, oh, my power is stretch, and I'll stretch into a dragon. <laughs> yeah, that guy's power used to just be stretch. <laughs> and this time... Now, stretch into whatever I want, and he turned into a dragon. So, obviously, I'm gonna give that point to me because there was a dragon. You guys know that that rule, of he, course. But he got coma netted right away. It doesn't matter, he was a dragon, but he also useless dragon. <laughs> he also jumped right onto he turned into the dragon and then jumped right onto the villain. So, I'm gonna name him Cyber Sprout because he's the king of the dragon drop. Oh, Woo. give yourself a pound oh. back for that one. You're so proud. Now, they have to pay double for that commercial. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because that was one that everybody that can use universally, everybody will know what that means. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Move on to LVP. Who won power? 
Me, dinosaur. Uh, di- dinosaur. It's a dragon asshole. Dragon. Not the same. Oh, fuck. So god, I don't have a goddamn <laughs> dragon battle tattooed on my arm. It's, I'm sorry yet. to add more trauma to your life. I'm so sorry, Mike. No, that's my next sleeve. Uh, <laughs> um, Mike, can you tell us about LVP or what you got for LVP? Professor X, man, mm. all he does is come in his blanket and scream power, <laughs> but he doesn't help anybody. He hops on. If they have a basketball phone, you know they got a phone all over the place. He yells, oh, no, it's a trap, but does not call anybody to tell them that. I want Professor X to roll into an X-Men meeting and be like, all I do is come in my blanket and suck up power, and I'm all out of power, and then just sit there coming into his blanket. I'm sure that's coming up this season. Coming up, Cassie, really? Coming up? <laughs> Ryan, tell well, me. He's sitting down. The only way he can come is up. Ryan, tell me what you have for LVP. My LVP is a guy who put a man in, the, man in a tube, gave him adamantium bones, uh-huh. and gave him claws, and was like, ha, ha, ha. And then I only gave you the most indestructible thing of all time. And then the guy cut through the tube, and he's like, what? Who saw this coming? Now I'm going to die. Where did this come from? That's a father you're talking about, Ryan. Yeah, that's that's a daddy move. <laughs> um, for LVP, I do have leech. Leeches get snitches. Stitches. Snitches <laughs> get sneezes. As we all know. <laughs> um, but Mike, I am going to give that one to you because Professor X, who did know there was a warning and can communicate to people, just came. Instead of yeah, he doesn't need a phone. Yeah, his head is a phone. Oh, he could have reached yeah. out to them and be like, "Hey, don't do that." Instead, he just came. So uh, it's going to be LVP. Now let's move on to MVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh, my MVP is while there's a man in the tube and the guy's uh, just before the guy gets killed and Wolverine breaks out of it, there's another guy in the booth who's just like, oh, things are going good. Things are going good. No, things are going bad. I'm safe right now. I'm up in the booth. Things are going. You should get out of there. And then Wolverine kills him. But the guy in the booth is fine the whole time. And I want to be... This is why I podcast. I don't want to be out in the field. I want to be the guy with the mic just pointing at things, saying, oh, that's bad for you. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. The man in the booth. And the other MVP is uh, Professor X's blanket. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Mike, what do you got for it? I'm giving to a a first-timer. She's been on the show since the literal beginning. Never gotten this. Jubilee. Mm Mm-hmm. Wolverine could not have taken them all alone. She f- bullies and guilts Gambit into helping, and she did that shit to Bonebreaker. This is the toughest, coolest she's ever been. I'm giving it to Jubilation Lee. That's right. Um, I also have Jubilee just because I feel like it's nice. her one shot. It's probably the one time. So um, it is going to go to Jubilee. Mike, you said it first. You get that point. Um, Jubilee that? Jubilee that. Jubilee that. So uh, point totals, Ryan, me and you tied. What's up, dude? One point each for both of us. Uh, Mike kind of swept it with three points. And I want you... Season three, baby. <laughs> Coming out hot. Oh, it's the Mike season. Oh, season of Mike. It's the season of Mike's trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is all the time we have to talk about X-Taz. Because uh, that's all the time. I have to shave some time for an interview where I sat down with the girls from uh, Overinvested. And that's I'm going to go to that right now. I'm going to leave you guys. I'm going to go to talk to them real quick uh, right now. We're back for our new segment, the crossover, invest in shows, not stocks. This week, I am joined by the girls of the Overinvested podcast, Gabby and Morgan. Thank you both for joining me. Um, you two are fantastic, smart, funny women, which is a change from the two guys that I normally do the sh- do this show with. So I am so excited to have you on. Thank you, Gabby and Morgan. Great to be on. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having Hi. us. Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, I will introduce you so people can get used to your uh, 
uh, your voices. I'll do that with asking you a question. So I love the name of your guys's podcast, Overinvested, because it kind of automatically lets people know what it's going to be about. It paints this image of just like pop culture obsessed. So I want to know, is um, being overinvested a trait that you all share in real life? And I'll start with you, Gavia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Gabby. I'm the one with the Scottish accent. And yes, we both are, have very intense interests, which sometimes overlap and sometimes don't, which is handy for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And is that like how you guys kind of like connected just over both of you would have to do like deep dives into things and you just found each other? Well, we were both in fandom, so there, <laughs> that's kind of the, the definitional it. overinvested. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And then Morgan, yeah, same question to you. Obviously, overinvested as well. Uh, yes, I would say we both have pretty obsessive personalities. Um, a lot of what we talk about on the show doesn't quite fall under that rubric. Um, lately, we've been doing a lot of kind of older films, which are very interesting, but not necessarily things that we have a lot of pre-existing investment in but every once in a while we do something that is a particular sort of passion project of ours and those episodes are particularly fun yeah i actually didn't know that so how do you how do you all pick the shows that you're going to cover is it suggestion or just whatever you come across and sounds interesting well at the moment it's primarily listener requests because for the past year there has been far fewer of like the type of movies we cover because mm -hmm. obviously every major blockbuster was delayed. Yes. <laughs> so um we have a Patreon and people who subscribe to us on Patreon can re request movies and TV shows which then everyone can listen to. But it's been really interesting cuz like in the actual podcast our most popular episodes are usually like really big films like Star Wars or Marvel or you know classic kind of geek culture popular films mm -hmm. uh, but then the stuff that people request is often extremely obscure to the point where neither of us have heard of the film and we're like wow you really want <laughs> us to discuss this I'm happy to do so <laughs> it's gonna be a real deep dive straight from the ground <laughs> mm. how are, do you enjoy doing those ones where it's just a completely new thing to find yeah the um that sounds really cool that's like a really good feature ours on our show is very set by what is out at the time so it's cool to have either like ideas thrown at you or just to be able to find new things which leads to your guys's um like range of th shows that you cover so like in mo in your movie feed i've noticed you guys cover things from like twilight and high school musical which have its place but then also you do like snowpiercer mank and i just want to know is there like a certain one you guys tend to gravitate towards in your real life between those two, between like the serious and the mind numbing, just entertainment. Morgan's serious and I'm mind numbing. <laughs> a good combination balance. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I definitely have more like I in, you know, my personal watching tend to watch just stuff on the Criterion channel. Although I love, you know, genre movies, etc. also, but I'm much less interested in the sort of big mainstream blockbuster type stuff, especially recently, because I think that those types of movies have gotten a lot worse in the past 10 years. Um, and Gavia is a lot more well-versed in geek culture, um, historically and currently. So I think that makes the podcast a good listen, because we both are interested enough in in both areas that we can have good conversations about it, but also our sort of like baseline levels of interest are definitely different. So it always creates a good balance. That's fun. Uh, do you have like, so when you go to do one of these shows that you have, that's been either suggested or however, do you guys like to do research prior to watching the show or do you like to go in uh, with no expectations and do the research afterwards? 
Oh, well, we watch the movie and then do research usually, but we definitely research before recording the episodes for sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I know if I do on our show, like if I do research prior to watching the show, I tend to like expect too much from it. So I like to go in knowing as little as possible and research afterwards, because for me, I just like I'll be I get like pompous about it, even though I know nothing. I'll be like, oh, I read that was going to happen. So for me, I got to go in just not knowing. So you guys, I have noticed, I saw on your feed that you did cover Snowpiercer, which is one of the TV, you covered the movie, but on our show, we cover the TV show. Have you guys dipped your toes in the TV show at all? Uh, yeah, I reviewed the TV show because my day job is I'm a geek culture kind of critic and reporter at the Daily Dot. So it's it's fortunate that that is my area of interest. But yeah, um, I reviewed the first season of Snowpiercer. So I've kind of basically seen like two thirds of season one. I was very underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> but possibly you have a different opinion if you've been covering it. But from what I saw, I was just like, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> no, that's uh, that was how we like we were very excited for it, obviously, with Davi Diggs. But like it was a bit of a letdown. We couldn't really like nail down why it wasn't hitting well, like it should. They they redid the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it was originally they had like this. Actually, I mean, I'm sure you know this if you've already done a podcast on it. But like they basically had like what sounds like it may have been a much better pilot, and then the network executives came in and was like, "Do a page one rewrite." So like all of the main characters oh. were recast. So Divi Diggs did not sign up for that role originally. Oh no way! We actually did not know that. Okay, that it's ex- wild because the the, the <laughs> TV show is like, oh, we're going to turn this into like a crime procedural, which is completely mm-hmm. bonkers compared to like the themes of the original. Yeah. Um, but it seems like they definitely refilmed the pilot because it was done with a different director. Like the original director was Scott Derrickson from Doctor Strange, and there there was like a much more complex and kind of sophisticated pilot that I think was more in line with the themes of the movie and the comic. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we need to change all of this. And Scott Derrickson refused to come back and direct the pilot. They switched to a new showrunner. And I was like looking this up, right? Because like they obviously didn't publicize it when the show aired. Yeah. But um, I was kind of looking through the original casting calls. because I was like, it just seems really unlikely that this is like what the show was. And when you see the original like casting announcements, most of the main actors were announced for completely different roles that don't resemble the characters they're playing in the new show. So clearly <laughs> they were contracted and they had to use the same cast members. But they all just got different characters. And some of them are like drastically different, particularly oh David Diggs. <laughs> oh my gosh, that actually explains so much. Like it was doomed from the beginning with them doing that. That's actually a real bummer. It's I'm, wild. <laughs> I'm glad we got you on because now everybody can knows this. We didn't do any of the research apparently. So thank you for filling in the gaps. That's why we do this. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys are into, have you caught any of the recent big trends of TV shows that are going on? Like has WandaVision, have you guys caught that bug at all? We have been watching WandaVision. I know Gav has been covering it for her site. Um, We're going to do an episode, although we haven't uh, done that yet. So we've kind of texted about it a bit, but not discussed at length. I don't care for it particularly. I think you like it a bit more than I do. I I like it, but I kind of feel like the latter end of the show is going in a direction that doesn't interest me as much. Okay, but yeah. I'll have to wait until the finale to fully decide. <laughs> yeah, is that the fact that it's kind of leading more into like the MCU? It's getting by the end, it's getting more into like a Marvel movie. Is that the yeah. aspect? Mm-hmm. I yeah. can see that. And then Morgan, why are you not joining it? Uh... Yes, it, the 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 Marvel stuff is what's primarily bothering me, and I was. Mm-hmm definitely taken by the sort of sitcom um, 
impersonations that they were doing in the first couple episodes, although I don't know how successfully they really pulled off those pastiches compared to those TV shows of yore. I've seen a fair number of episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show, for instance, and that show was hilarious. Like, it is laugh-out-loud funny now, and watching the first episode of WandaVision, I was like, wow, this is really technically impressive, and the people who made it must have had so much fun, like, creating this. They obviously love the history of television, but I didn't laugh watching it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think they did a fantastic job, and I also am really impressed by the performances by the two lead actors, but I also kind of felt... But I think that's kind of like a that's like a hard act to follow. Like it's virtually impossible to be that funny. Like ninety nine percent of sitcoms are not that funny. So fortunately, the show is like also a drama. I mean, I think that yeah. my issue with the sitcom stuff is that I don't know what the point of it is. Right? Like it's not that funny, and thematically, I don't know what they're saying, and it's turning into a Marvel movie, and I have become very disenchanted with the Marvel stuff recently. Morgan, it's about grief and a quest for the life in the <laughs> suburbs. Don't even start with me on that. I <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear from this other take, because we, we love Marvel on our show. We are the problem, essentially. <laughs> That we will accept anything Marvel does. So I'm glad like we have you to bring the people down and realize that Marvel isn't. They're not doing anything big, but we just fucking love them. So it's a problem. I, to say one positive thing, I do think Paul Bettany is really wonderful on that show in particular. Yes. She's good, but I think he's fantastic. Um, and watching him has been very fun for me. I wish he would do more good movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys are into it, would you be interested in doing some speed round questions right now? Sure. Sure. All right. This is going to be a range from just nerdum in general. So let's see. I'm interested to see what all you guys can pull on. Uh, first speed round question. Which, which superhero do you think you could beat in a fight? Which power would you need to do so? <laughs> I cannot fathom beating anyone in a fight in any context. I think <laughs> we could both beat Batman in a fight if we had electro powers and just electrocuted him. <laughs> See, that's what... <laughs> some of them don't have, like, Batman relies a lot on his gear. You just gotta take out his He's gear. He's just covered in little bits of metal. <laughs> yeah. Use He's the very conductive. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I also love that you guys were like, I don't know if I can fight, but then go after Batman. I respect <laughs> that so much about you two. <laughs> All right, next speed round question. Which fictional character would you want to be best friends with? Uh, like anyone from original series Star Trek. They're just all fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be, like, to be on that ship would be a dream. Like, if that could exist in real life and just be on, on that ship, what a dream. I'll go in the opposite cultural direction and say Peggy Olsen from Mad Men, which is my favorite show. <laughs> Different kind of media. <laughs> right. The specter where you're getting here is exactly what I love. <laughs> I love to be Anybody from Mad Men was not what I was expecting, but I love it. Uh, if you could be a background actor in any TV show slash film, what would it be? I think we'd want one where it's like, I feel like both of us would want one where there was like really juicy gossip. So if there's a film that's like really clearly going to be massively chaotic behind the scenes, we would want to be there so we could like DM our friends about weird stuff that was happening. <laughs> yes, I agree. I don't a know what that would be. A film but... where like Tom Hardy is feuding with a director. Oh. like. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I also feel like any of the CW shows would qualify for that, just because they're so disastrous that like that is going to bring some tension, probably. The um, <laughs> all right. Let's see here. 
Uh, if you could have an animal as a talking sidekick, what would it be? Black cat. I was just going to say, you got to go for a cat. That it's classic. Classic it, witchy vibes. Yeah. Did you guys, were you into um, old school Sabrina? Not particularly. I definitely saw some of it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I had cats growing up, and I was, you know, a girl who was like, well, I'm a cat person, not a dog person. So, like, <laughs> Tied to the identity. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what the black cat has a full aesthetic once you bring it in. So it, it lets everybody know what you're about as soon as you have a black cat as a little sidekick. So I love that. Yes. Um, do you, either of you collect anything? Uh, books. <laughs> if you could see my apartment right now, it's literally just like piles of books. Um, and I like... Uh, I, I worked at a rare bookstore for a period of time, and that gave me a taste for kind of, like, cool editions of books. Oh, that's really um, cool. But, uh, yeah, that's not, I no mean, I just action have figures, etc. I 900 vintage outfits that I never wear, so... <laughs> <laughs> you also have your Hannibal, your piece of Hannibal. Oh, yeah, I have... Uh, I, yeah, I don't really like merchandise, but I have one collector's item, which is Hannibal Lecter's crest from the top of Lecter Castle Gates in the TV show Hannibal. What? How did you come across they this? They auctioned all of the props off after the show ended. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. Do you have it up in your house? It's, is it yeah, like- it's on my wall. I need to drill more intensive wall- holes into my wall because it's very heavy. So right now it's just leaning against the wall. But at some point I will like <laughs> mount it correctly. It's <laughs> amazing. All right. Final question we'll do here. Uh, feature an action hero based on you would have. It could be... Uh, power or just a physical like vintage outfits anything (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i would just have like a cool black outfit i would just have like a really sleek black gothic outfit with pockets it's gotta have pockets such that's the feature (laughs) like that's the selling point on the box it outfit has pockets (laughs) i always liked the uh the mind control Ooh. characters i was like that i could i can understand that that makes sense very threatening very threatening yep. <laughs> do not mess with morgan at all uh, all right you guys i genuinely that is it for the speed round i appreciate you guys making the time to do this i will let you promote your own show here uh just uh over invested and then i'll let you guys promote it however you'd like yes so you can find our episodes on our website at overinvested.podcast.com. We are on social media on Twitter at overinvestedpod, on Tumblr at overinvestedpodcast. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash overinvestedpodcast. Uh, I am on Twitter and Letterboxd at mldavies. And Gavia, where are you online? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at hello underscore Taylor. And yeah, our podcast is just kind of weekly episodes on usually a movie, but sometimes a TV show or a book. And if you look through our back catalogue, there's loads of really great kind of geeky episodes. We've done a lot of Marvel films, most of which we quite enjoyed. Um, a lot of Star Wars films, a little bit of Star Trek, which I love and Morgan doesn't know, know much about. And I think one of our best episodes is probably Avatar, which we did right at the beginning. So if you kind of want one where we're dunking on something, there's Avatar. And if you want one where we're talking about something we love, you could look at um, our episodes on Inception or um, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Ooh, those are two great ones. I haven't had a chance to listen to the Avatar one, so that is what I am doing right now. Uh, Thank you guys again for joining. i got to get back to our other studio. So uh, I'll see you all. Thanks so much. Bye.
All right, I'm back for my interview. I think it was a very good one. Um, maybe the best one we've had so far. That's just my personal opinion. Great and guests. I thought the guests were awesome. <laughs> uh, the guests were... The- amazing guests Uh the interviewer was there but the guests oh my goodness Uh, i think the interviewer really brought out some great questions is what i would say where where do do you land now cassie uh about getting over i'm sorry what's the name of the show over invested over invested you know what it's good to get over invested throw yourself fully into things really you got to start a podcast if you like something start a podcast about it get over invested throw yourself into it Uh, i love it that's a good idea (laughs) something you know the pop your pop filter way um, but, uh, it's time for plugs. We've made it. We're here. It's the end of the show now. Uh, Mike, can you tell us about some websites? Yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything we make for your little ears. Throw a slash Amazon on the back of that, making yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. That's how you shop now. Bookmark that. Help us while you're getting whatever little fucking cheaply made bullshit you think you need. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter to get more content and help us more directly than even the Amazon link. And cybersprout.net, they're your partner for Digital World. If you want to make a rival podcast, please don't. But if you want to and want to get a sweet website like ours, go to cybersprout.net. And we do ask you, please, please don't. Just please don't. Uh, Caitlin, because they can't make the other shows because we have the other shows. Do you think you can handle telling us about the other shows? Yeah, I can tell you about uh, movie of the year. Um, right now, you're going through 1975. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a very yeah. good show. Um, learn about movies and talk about movies. They're good. <laughs> They're good. You're crushing it. You got to know which one's the best of the year. Mike, um, Mike has a podcast. It's called Do Bits. Doing bits. He talks about he. There, him and his wife, his lovely wife. There's uh, two hosts there, and I feel like one is better than the other. We all know which one it is, yeah. and uh, they are going through. Which season is this? Do you know? This is series seven oh, of dear. Love Island UK. And guys, it is fucking insane. We're about to drop two episodes this week because it is bananas. Legit. Uh, somebody screamed for an hour straight of television. One character <laughs> screamed at the entire world for an hour straight. It is crazy people would just walk by and then she would grab them by the neck pull them closer and start yelling at them i love that you call them characters even though these are real life people they're not real people (laughs) they are not real people i'm very excited to listen to these episodes see what happened uh caitlin can you tell us about unnatural 20s yeah i can i know this one because i'm on it yeah you are (laughs) this is where cassie me and our friend books all talk about uh we roll a dice every single week and we uh can never make our own decisions so our dice tells us what we're going to be talking about so we have 20 talking points and we go through them and it's a lot of fun and you should check it out i think that's the best you ever did at that i'm incredibly proud of you (laughs) you did very good You can now sit in a corner. You're done, champ. You've done it. Um, we're on, we also have social media. We're at your pop filter on the Twitters. So you should follow us. There's some good content out there. Some good jokes. Some good uh, links to all of our stuff. Just the good content. We also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. Uh, if you email us about Xtaz, if you're watch along with us, email us just your joy. Email us about how horny the animation is this season. Uh, contact at your pop filter. <laughs> 
Next week, we got a big episode because we will be talking about the premiere of What If It Is Finally Time. Oh, it, shit. I didn't know that was happening so soon. I'm very excited. Um, we also get the return of Stargirl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We get another Wilson back. Uh, return of Stargirl, Riverdale, and the Titans. Um, all of that, plus a review of the Suicide Squad and Jay from the Story Geeks. So um, it's a huge episode. You got to be sure to tune in for that. But for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I am me. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.